0: Hello everyone, welcome to Chits and Chat. I am Kaz Gable. I'm Alex Kruse. And we are off to make a bus route today in the game, Let's Make a Bus Route, so aptly titled. Uh, This is a 2018 game from the designer, or design team, I should say, uh, Saashi and Saashi. Designed by Saashi, of all people, artists Takako Takari. Uh, Takara, sorry, uh, she is the wife of the designer Saashi. Um, but uh, this is the husband design te- husband and wife design team from Japan. We've what else have we reviewed of theirs? We did. Um, uh, we did the waiting in, in line front of for elevator. Assault. Yeah, yeah, in front of elevator.
1: <laughs> yes. I think I missed like a yeah. movie title in there. <laughs> I know, all of their games
0: kind of seem like they have this long explanation of what it is because it's usually an, an interesting um, way to do um, or an uh, interesting theme. Uh, yeah, we did in front of elevators, which uh, was was a great game. I uh, recently played another one of those games called Remember Our Trip, which I really loved. And now today, though, we're going to talk about Let's Make a Bus Route. Uh, this is a two to five player game. It plays in twenty to thirty minutes. I'd say that's about right. It's a pretty quick game. It's kind of reminiscent of a kind of a Roll and Write type structure. Um, uh, age community age ten plus, but or I'm sorry, the age is ten plus, but community no votes. Oh. No opinion here whether or not this is acceptable. I think you could play it or right around 9 or 8 as well. I think there's, um, there's definitely strategy here to think about, but I, I feel like it's pretty accessible. Uh, the weight is 1.86. Uh, in the game, you are going to be doing a variety of different things. We'll get into that in a second, but this is another... You can t- always tell Sashi's games, uh, the Sashi and Sashi games, because of the art style, and then when you start playing it, of course, there's a very... I don't know, distinct design structure to their games. They're always very simple, very quirky, and um, they kind of reuse, I don't want to say reuse the same mechanisms. they reuse a couple different ideas in many different ways, and not all the time, I should say, but now I'm rambling, so I'm going to let you take over <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and talk about how we actually play this one, because I'm going down a rabbit hole. Uh, but anyway, here we go. Let's talk about how we play it, and we'll get into more of the details of our thoughts on this one. Okay. Uh, in
1: this game, it's, it's essentially a flip and write... Uh, with a few unique aspects to it. Uh, each person that is playing is going to have their own little personal scorekeeping board. Uh, in the center of the table, there's going to be a board that contains a map because you are literally making a bus route. This is not a figurative thing. You are making your own bus route. <laughs> uh, and then there's a couple of different of uh, decks of cards that go on. There's also another uh, board that just contains some of the cards. Uh, one of the decks has some goals that you have, so you're going to shuffle that up. There's not that many goals in there you're gonna pull out two of them so there's gonna be two goals that you're kind of shooting for uh and then there is a couple of personal routes. i'm not sure what they call those because i always forget the uh let's see they're called uh, something i'll probably figure it out later when i'm not trying to talk at the same time uh but they're essentially little goals there i think there's only five of them you'll shuffle those up uh hand one to each person uh and then there are the essentially the bus cards uh that will come out. Uh mind you, I'm giving horrible names cuz I don't have an actual version of the rules. I just have like someone's cheat sheet of the rules, so I'm not 100% <laughs> positive any of these words are true. Uh but uh these are the cards. They kind of have a dual purpose. They one determine the starting player, so you're going to shuffle them up. Each person's going to be dealt two uh and on them are numbered 1 through 12. So you can pick between the two cards you have uh, what starting position on the map you'd like because this map has a bunch of little waypoints. It basically looks like a map. It's uh, it's it's like a map you'd see on uh, uh, a subway system where it's like it's not exactly what it would look like in the real world, but gives you a definite idea of where things are relatively positioned on streets and according to a river and a couple of (laughs) other different waypoint objects. Uh, so, uh, and, and, There are a number of different, 12 different inner light intersections uh, that determine starting positions, but also have some game mechanics as well in the game. Uh, Once you've decided that, all the cards are collected back up again, and by all the cards, I just mean the bus cards. Uh, They're shuffled up, and they're kind of put on the pile uh, on that one special board that really is not 100% useful, but it's there anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They like throwing extra boards in their games. (laughs) Uh, The game itself is going to last 12 rounds, a round consisting of flipping over cards and everybody drawing stuff. Uh, And so essentially there's only 12 bus cards, so you're going to be using all of them. Uh, One person is going to be determined to be the starting player. They will, on the... They will flip over the top card, uh, and these cards come in essentially six different colors, and there's two of each, thus 12 cards. Uh, and that color determines what type of root you will be making. Uh, and each person has their own link between the color and the root. Their own personal scoring board tells them what types of roots they can make, and it tells them how long that route will be. Uh, and essentially what you're going to do is you're going to be drawing... Between one to three lines, uh, and the number of turns you need to make are determined by that color, uh, as well as how long it's going to be. So, for example, you might be playing with a board where if it shows up red, you just draw a single line. The direction is up to you, uh, but you must start at your starting place and continue on one uh, road length unit, and that's basically it. Or it's possible that if it was purple, uh, you'd have to draw two lines and they must both go in a straight line. Uh, You can't turn on it at all. So you'd draw two road length units and you wouldn't turn whatsoever, or it could be something like possibly gray where you have to draw three lines and you must, you must turn after each intersection. So you'd go straight, you'd turn, go straight, and then you'd turn and go straight. So you'd have three lines drawn and you'd have a bend at a right angle at every single one of those spots. Um, and there are ways to break this. I'm going to uh, get into that of not t- quite uh, turning when you need to or not quite going straight when you need to. But I'll come back to that. Uh, as you draw your, your little route that you're making, uh, you can't uh, go over one of your own routes. So you can't kind of intersect yourself, nor can you um, go over one of your previous. You can't draw a line on the same line as your own. You can go other, over other people's. That is perfectly fine. Uh, But as you are drawing, you're going to be picking up things. Each intersection has something on it. Uh, It could be something to pick up or some place to drop people off. Uh, And you're going to keep track of the things you pick up on your little scoring board. So as you go forward, you might pick up a worker or pick up a tourist or a student. Or you might pass by uh, a cultural center or a university or a... Um, occupation place. I put a business. I guess is what it would be. Occupation place. That is a horrible term uh, to describe some place someone might work. <laughs> I have to go to the occupation place, um, <laughs> and uh, you basically keep track of things that you're picking up, things that you're scoring on your personal board as you kind of continue this route. Uh, after you've drawn your route, you're also going to keep track of every time you kind of write a line over your opponent's lines, because this is gonna build up traffic. Uh, And after you've finished your line, then each person going around in the circle will draw their line. So it kind of gives you some way to know what takes priority. It's the the person that flipped over the card does their route, then the next person down does their route, which is going to be different because you all have different colors associated with different routes. And you're gonna continue this on until you go through all the cards. Uh, basically, the different things you're scoring, uh, as you pick up tourists, uh, you will kind of mark off little tourists. You can only build up so much, and uh, honestly, I don't have to go into too much detail, but uh, eventually, after you've picked up a bunch of tourists, you want to stop by some sort of uh, either, I think it's a pagoda or a uh, one of those gates that uh, are popular or symbolic of something uh to drop them off so that you can score the points if you don't you don't get to score those points also you can only pick up so many so you have to eventually drop them off at some point in time so that you can start picking up more tourists uh there are workers that you can pick up uh and if you go to one of those worker location areas that i so love uh you can (laughs) drop them off similar to that but also you'll score points for them plus you might earn other things to pick up such as an elderly person or a tourist Um, There are students and universities, which you just mark. You don't have to drop them off. You just kind of mark that you've picked them up uh, and you've gone by universities. Um, And you will score at the end of the game the product of the total of both of those so if you had uh, four students and you passed two universities that would be four times two which is uh, eight points I almost said six Um, and then there are elderly people which score based on how many you pick up so the first one's worth one the next one's worth one the next one's worth one but the next one is also is worth two uh, and it kind of slowly progresses so the more you pick up the more points you're going to kind of earn for that uh, and also, there's endgame bonuses. As I mentioned, there were a couple of bonus cards in there. If you were able to complete one of those two bonus cards that got, got flipped over, it might be something like the first person to collect five students. If you're the first person to do it, you'll get ten points. If you're the next person to do it, you get six points. Uh, it's possible if you're any of the next people. I'm not 100% because I've only played a two-player game, uh, but that's kind of how that works. Uh, and there are two of those types of cards, and there's your own personal little route. Uh, system which indicates three separate locations so it might say something like locations d n and o uh, in which case if your root goose go, goose through all of those <laughs> locations goes <laughs> <laughs> if your root goose through all of those locations uh then you will earn 10 points uh for doing it if you don't then you don't earn anything so it's an all-or-nothing system there um also, as I mentioned, you can, if you need to, break some of those rules. If, say, for example, you're like, oh, I can't," I either can't go three straight or I don't want to go three straight, you can. Uh, there you have five locations to kind of say, I'm breaking the rules right now. Uh, every time you do, it's going to cost a penalty. So the first penalty is one, the next is two, uh, and... It gets more more harsh, but you can only do it five times throughout the game. Uh, so if you if you think there's a strategic advantage to either doing it or you've really screwed up your route and you're just forced to, you can do it, uh, which is nice. Uh, And then, as I mentioned, there is traffic. Every time you go over someone else, you're going to start cause a little traffic uh, on your own personal player board. Uh, If you have no traffic by the end of the game, you'll score three points. Uh, And if you have the most traffic at the end of the game, you will lose a number of points depending on the number of people playing the game. Uh, And that's that's pretty much everything that's in this game. Uh, As I said, it'll last a total of 12 rounds. By the end of that 12 rounds, whoever has the highest points wins the game. And that's how you play.
0: And that's it. <clears throat> uh, yeah, this is a great one. So this is, uh, you know, rolling rights, or flipping rights, I should say, are always a fun genre of board games to kind of just see what people are doing with them. And Sashi and Shashi, I think, are, like, designed <laughs> for for this. Or they, they they have games that are not – there's not a lot of flipping rights, I guess, but it just sort of feels like their game structures are always very simple and um, but straightforward and fun to engage with. And this one really kind of – I don't know embodies a lot of what they do really really well, um, and I feel, uh, I feel like th- like they figure out their
1: games by showing up to like a kindergarten class and they're like <laughs> what's the lesson of the day and like this today's lesson was like oh let's learn about the bus system and they're like yep that's it
0: <laughs> yep we're gonna, just, we're gonna borrow we're this doing map
1: that
0: of yours. yeah it does because it, does, it even has the aesthetic
1: yeah like, you know it's like <laughs> oh this is i feel like when i looked at this it's like oh this is something just to teach people like kids you know right this is how a map works or this is how buses work you know but it's not it's a game
0: <laughs> yeah yeah and it, it does it does look like uh, a lot of their games look like visual aids for a kindergarten or first grade class <laughs> that's a good way of putting it that's right on the money there's very simple solid color designs um but uh still very engaging but yeah it definitely looks like it is a teacher or a teacher aid of some kind but it plays really really well so um It's like one of those games you're surprised, or one of those things you're surprised how well it plays. But uh, this is this is really fun. So the game itself has a lot of replayability, and um, yeah, we just kind of talked about the art style. But even though uh, one thing that is nice about their art style is because, especially in this one, uh, on your player board, there's just a lot to keep track of, and or when you start playing, you realize it's very simple and straightforward. But the art style lends itself to a very Just kind of straightforward presentation, and so it's easy to track things, easy to reference things. The iconography is very good, so that simplification really comes into play here to make this extremely accessible and easy to take your turn and understand what's going on and mark off what you need to mark off. So high marks for that, Sashi and Sashi. Um, But yeah, I like this one a lot. This one is – i was one thing I was worried about was that it would be too simple and that it would be just kind of too easy to sort of mosey around and get the – the bus routes, But I will say the main map is really well designed, at least in the couple games that we played. It felt like, um, you know, there's some really good decisions you've got to make here. Obviously, you don't want to create traffic, and it's, not, it's easier in two-player game. I'd love to try to play this at a full player count and see, um, see how easy it is to, or, you know, I'd imagine there's a lot of traffic because you just can't avoid it. But at five-player wow. count, I bet this would get a little zany um, and, and pretty fun. But you do have to really consider that, you know, their universities are, uh, for, Let's as an example, the universities that you have to drop off are in three corners of the board, but not in one corner. So if you're doing that, well, you've got to really consider that. And why I won our second game, I really didn't pay attention to that, and I suddenly <laughs> needed one, and I was way across the city from one. Um and then, like, the tourist tourist areas, you know, they're sprinkled out purposefully, of course, in different ways throughout the board. And everything is really well thought out in the orientation of it and the location of it. And so I felt that... Um, just creates a lot of options and ideas of how you're going to weave your bus route and you kind of have an idea of how you're going to weave it but then things do happen through the course of the game that make you slightly adjust or you get tempted by a double award bonus uh stop at the edges like oh i want that old person and that tourist <laughs> and is it worth running over there to do though um there's some fun decisions in here and i thought the the gameplay really reflected that so and it felt fresh both times we played it uh, of course, these hidden agenda cards add to that because you're going to have some main stops that you should make um, to try to – you get 10 points if you accomplish a personal stop goal, which is uh, kind of funny to me that <laughs> you're a bus driver. You're like, hey, here's your route today. I may or may not do it. <laughs> I pick up who I want to pick up, uh, so I think that's kind of funny when you think about the theme, and the um, the communal goals are also really interesting. I like I, I like them. You know, they're mostly just go to these three locations or um, pick up these amount of this type of passenger passenger, um, but but they work really well because once again it forces you to really navigate around the map in a purposeful way, not just points. Uh, it just because clearly you're going to trying to get bonuses on top of base points as well. So I thought those were really fun and they they do affect the score like they're very much worth getting. But it isn't such a massive point swing if you get one or the other. Now, it was when you got all of them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but that think, was my own fault for not paying attention.
1: Yeah, it, it was less that I got all of them and that you missed one. And that right. was – it was one of those things where you kind of got lost in the whole shuffle of all the things you were keeping track of. Yeah. You, you thought you could pick up a tourist, but you had – you were your bus was full of tourists and you didn't yep. drop anything off. And so you're like – I dang it, I missed it, which I was happy about because I'm like, oh, man, I, I missed it by one. I was going to do the tourist on my next turn. But luckily, you realized, oh, wait, no, I made an error. I can't pick up that tourist, so too bad. I'm one off from getting this goal. And you spent the rest of the game trying
0: to find a tourist location to drop these stupid losers off at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was way – I was in the wrong area of the city and just like <laughs> calming my bus full of tourists down. Don't worry, we'll get there eventually, everybody. <laughs> just driving as fast as i can trying to crash into the i don't know the pagoda trying pagoda. to tell them by by pointing out interesting things out there on your left everybody you'll see Ooh. a trash can a metro uh. stuff yes <laughs> but i don't have any workers so i'm not stopping there but that was that was definitely my fault for not paying attention but um but yeah i don't know i really really like this one it's it, it um you know, it feels, you know, you want to pay attention, but it doesn't feel like, oh, man, I got to really focus hard on this. You just, you, there's a lot of really fun decisions. Each time a shape comes up, you've, you're most of the time at an intersection or have an intersection that's going to be part of your move. And you really have to consider, okay, well where, what's the best premium or optimum choice here? And uh, that was really fun fun to do that. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, like I said, the point swings, they're good. You definitely wanna get them. But you, you can also rack up quite a few points uh, just going after, like, you're bored, too. You can just really go hard after a certain thing. You're going to get points just by, you know, passing through areas to pick up passengers, but you know, the restrictions I thought were pretty great. I really do like the fact that you can only hold so many tourists. Um, that That's a cool thing, or a cool effect. It's like, these are high-scoring, uh, the tourists are pretty high-scoring, but you have to drop them off after you get a full bus of them and before you can load more. They just, they can't just sit in your bus all day and they don't want to. <laughs> They don't want to. They're, you're, you're, you got to drop them off at some area. So uh, overall, really great marks. They, they did a great job with this game.
1: Yeah, there, there. I mean, there are a lot of decisions every turn like mm-hmm. you. it's There's so many things to consider. It's all right. It's not only I need to drop these people off. Sometimes it's I don't want to drop these people off because right. it's, it's if you go through a worker location, if you have any workers, they're being dropped off, even if you only have one of them, which means you're right. not going to score that many points or you're not going to get any bonus people to pick up. It's there. You're just like, well, I maybe should have planned my route better because now I'm. I'm going to drop them off because if I'm going to do my personal goal, then I've got to do this. And all right, but I've this, this color came up, so I need to weigh the benefits and drawbacks of taking a penalty to take a turn that I'm not allowed to take. And there's so many things. And also, I think the first game, and I didn't mention this in the rules, but those light locations, each, each of the starting locations also have a game feature, which is if you end on a traffic light, location which has nothing to pick up you get a bonus additional movement at the end of mm. it so if you can end on those things for a lot of your turns you're gonna go a little bit further than your opponents are and so actually i should say farther further is the wrong word uh <laughs> <laughs> if you're gonna go a little bit farther than your opponents which you did on the game the first game we played yeah you, I feel like you landed on those traffic lights like half the time. I did it like once. So <laughs> you 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 took me out just by landing on the right spots every time. So it's going, all right, well this low, this direction has nothing I need, but the very least I'm going to be able to just get a little bit closer to something further down the road. And so you're constantly going, all right, if I go that way, I might be blocked by what colors come out, but I also might gain a lot doing this, but then I'm going to fall behind on this. There's so many different little seesaws that you're kind of tipping the scales on that it's just like, all right. It you think th- there's really no bad decisions, but there also it feels like there's no good decisions sometimes, and so it's just like, all right, where where am I going to draw the line here? How, what what what? Where am I going to pull the string and just go, this is what I'm doing? And oh no! And then sometimes you go, oh man, I should have gone that other direction. I didn't even see it because there's so many so many ways to go. You're like, oh, I should have gone left when I went right. Ah, I missed out on this thing. And I definitely there was a game where I was sitting there going, oh man, I've I've blocked myself in a corner. I'm gonna get so much traffic. And then I realized, wait a minute, wait a minute. If I just turn up that way instead of if I loop around in clockwise direction rather than counterclockwise, (laughs) I I think I can make this work. And I was able to do it. So it's sometimes it's just opening your mind to what possibilities could be. And I really like that in this game. It gives you those interesting decisions.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It um um what was I was going to say it reminds me a little bit of what was the the panda game where we we're walking around the trail through the forest? Uh, Takenoko. Takenoko. I mean, it's not at all the same game, but it's sort of like <laughs> no. some some of the decisions of directions. And uh, that was a game I was terrible at. <laughs> Let's just figure out which pathway to go. But uh, there's a little bit of that where you're, you're thinking of, OK, what's the immediate reward here and how I can kind of either drop off these passengers or get that one more passenger, which is going to be a quick, good, really good point bump. Um, versus what? how do I get across the city to do my uh, main stops that I need for my personal goal. And you're kind of always enticed by a lot of really cool things as you're going through your journey. The other thing I would say is that the length of the game is really good. Um, with each color coming up twice, you have, uh, let's see, what would it be, be 12, 12 turns yep. total? Um, that's, that's an awesome length. Like, it still plays very quickly and, and in a good amount of time or a short amount of time. But it it allows you to feel like you're not, you know. Some games stop early, especially rolling rights or flipping rights. Sometimes it feels like the stop just sort of comes abruptly, like you're like you're just getting rolling and then it's just like and it's over. And you're just like, ugh! Oh. and so you know that's fine with some games, but this game really feels like you've had. You've traversed the city, or you could traverse the city. I mean, you could spin your wheels in a circle in a corner if you wanted to, but um, you really can get a far, far distance around the city by the end of the game. And so you do feel like you have, you know, you've you've explored and traversed quite a distance. And I don't feel like, oh man, I made a bus route for four blocks and then the game ended, and I did the best I could. It just feels like you you have the ability to do those detours in that time to try to scoop around here and get some passengers as you get back on your main track line. Um, So I think they did that really, really well. Yeah. um, let's see. the The other things are, you know, with the the punishment system, Sashi or Sashi. The way they design their games, it seems to me, there's always something that gives you negative points. They're not a designer that believes no negative points. There's always <laughs> only rewards. I really like that. I think the way they do it is a really soft hand way of doing that. Um, there is punishments for uh, traffic, of course, but you can also take a self inflicted punishment of a negative point or two um, for adjusting a uh, route direction so you can you know go. Ahead. i love that you can go at an angle and it's a minor thing but taking a point or even two points can be a really powerful adjustment <clears throat> excuse me and the fact that you can just elect to do that for a, a minor point loss really makes this game uh more quite a bit dyna- more dynamic to me it would have been good otherwise because you know you can you can always almost always do the the directional shape that you need to do Sometimes you can't, but um, giving that option really makes it much more of a dynamic uh, a game to me. So I'm glad they threw that in. Yeah. Uh, Let's see who is it for, or or who it's not for. Oh no, let's take it out. (laughs) What am I doing? (laughs) Yeah, let's take it out first. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if we're gonna, you're gonna take this out. It's gonna be a. uh, You're gonna have to tell me because I've not played. Oh, you haven't played the physical game either, have you? I haven't played the physical game, but I, yeah. I know what it looks like. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, oh, you have. Okay, I, don't, I haven't actually seen it physically. But uh, we've played the digital version or the uh, – ver- yeah, yeah, no, the digital version online. But you're going to have essential. the map itself is going to be in the center of the board. And that's that's pretty much what's going to occupy the center. And then, of course, their peripheral boards. Sashi and Sashi love to have peripheral boards in their games, I've, I've noticed, in a lot of their games. There's always a, the main board and then some cute side boards, and sometimes they're – bigger than they need to be i'd say this one is definitely bigger than it needs to be but the main board is where you're going to be drawing your routes it's where everything's going to happen your peripheral board is going to be where the current uh, communal objectives are listed and then the current uh the deck of cards for the uh, colors or what shape you're going to draw or what route segment you're going to draw next um and that's pretty much it and then there's a lot of extra space on that board you don't really need that board if you are trying to take this out in a smaller space i would just set that board in the box and and set it aside it's cute but it's very much unnecessary for the gameplay you could set these face up two goals and the deck and discard pile for the route um, direction anywhere around the table as long as everyone can see them Uh, what's going to be in front of you is you're going to have your personal secret goal card and you're going to look at and just sort of set aside. And then you're also going to have your player sheet. And so this is going to be the thing that you're going to keep track of all of the passengers are picking up and dropping off the punish or your punishment. I keep saying punishments. That's not the right (laughs) word for it. The, um, the, all the, all the things you can annotate, just like in a roll and write. it's your little sheet. And that's pretty much it. I guess you'll have a marker floating around there too with you. But um, that's pretty much it. That is the entire layout of the game. So, you know, like a roll and write, it doesn't have to be right in front of you. Uh, it's got to just be off the side and as long as you can annotate it and keep track of it. Um, players don't necessarily need to keep track of what you're doing. The only thing I would say is that if how much traffic you have, people might want to know um, if they're considering getting traffic because traffic is a negative at the end of the game for whoever has the most. So that's the only thing on your board players would be interested in um, necessarily. Unless, you know, I guess they might want to check and see how you're doing point-wise and they have to make up some ground or something. But It could be like a goal that you're headed
1: to. So, like, how many students mm. do you have compared to how many students? Oh, that's, that's
0: true, too. Of a thing. That's true, too, yeah. So, uh, But that's pretty easy to be visible. So I think this, this doesn't pass the pizza test as easily because of that central communal map. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you could definitely have a meal off to the side that you serve on a plate and have in front of you and your your player board a little off your player sheet off to the side and you're marking it up with with a, with something in front of you so pretty versatile other than that i think in in the the way that the table can be layout, laid out laid out um, let's see who it's oh that's what keeps trying to get to this <laughs> the vibe of the game the vibe of the game the vibe of the game is great It it's light enough that you can really have a lot of table talk while you're doing it uh, it's quick enough that you know we only played a two player game but my sense of this is that it g- would go around the table pretty quick there's not a lot of analysis paralysis in this um, you know you, you, as, as you get towards the end of the game you're trying to optimize your route but there's only so much you can do you're moving at the most three segments of streets and so um you know, there's only a few options that you could do there, so you're not going to be, like, just mulling it over for hours. What well, is the best move here? It's a pretty light game. Just make a choice. You've got a few ideal options, and, you know, the, the point swings aren't going to be massive if you do one way versus the other. It's just going to be, do I get an extra point here, an extra point there, or another passenger here, another passenger there. So the vibe is great. It's, it's very uh, light. It's very uh, open to table talk, and um, the turns come around pretty quick. All right. Who is this for? <laughs> oh, who who is this for? <laughs> this is pretty broadly applicable to any type of gamer, but it it sits in a, one of those places, of course, where I think a lot of gamers are going to like this. It is a light game, but it it, it and very accessible. But it does what it does very well, like a lot of their games. So what the, it's a quirky little game, and it's a very tight design, though. It's not a design that feels like you're wasting a lot of time. It gets to the point, and it does what it does best. The fun part of this game is what they focused on, not, not some weird peripheral thing that is a slog to get through. So I think most people are going to really like this who are gamers. Um, I think it would be – I think it's simple enough that you could use it as an intro game. There are probably maybe better intro games – for people, but this rig's up there. I, I would say. Um, let's see. What else? What do you can you What do you want to say about more, Who it's for? Who it's not for? Or, or how it lends itself to that? I
1: think honestly, it's for most people. It's uh, obviously it's not going to be one of those heavy games that you play, but it's got a few interesting things. It takes a lot of. Uh, it, it's one of those games with the root mechanics. There's a, a number of those games. I think we talked about Kokoro, possibly, or Avenue. I, I'm, we may or may not have talked about that one. There's also <laughs> games like uh, Karuba. We talked about Kariba, not Karuba. Caruba is a different game. Uh, we talked about Karuba. There's a bunch of ones where you're kind of making paths. And in a lot of these, it's kind of like a, a bingo system where a something gets called out and everybody writes down the same type of route. Uh, so if you've you played those games, you're like, well, everybody's kind of doing the same thing. This you you cannot. You start in completely different locations and even the things get drawn are different for each person. So one person is going to draw one line, whereas another person is going to draw three bendy lines. And so it's it's going to be vastly different between each of you. So you're you're playing very distinct games, but also you are kind of playing within each other you're there are things you're tracking together there are things where all right if they're going that way i might want to head this way just so i can kind of avoid traffic possibly type of things and so you, there's a little bit interconnectivity there's a, there's definitely differences between this game and those other games so if you're looking for something new in that kind of genre this is definitely something very interesting and and something cool to play around with
0: yeah absolutely This is a pretty good one. Uh, Let's see. Would your mom like it? I get. I could see her getting a kick out of this. I don't know if this would be like the game she really goes after. Um, I don't know. I could see her being interested. I'm gonna say a maybe. I'm gonna say. hmm. (laughs) What am I gonna say? I'm gonna say. I'm going to say a maybe. Like, I could see your mom getting a kick out of this. I don't think she'd be, like, clamoring to play it. But I think it's straightforward enough. You do have these hidden goals. But it is just fun to kind of make a bus route and, and the sort of the unintentional hilarity of that how that plays out. Um, I think your mom would – yeah, I'm going to say a maybe. What do you think?
1: I'm going to agree with you. Uh, It's definitely... There are things that you would definitely enjoy, like trying to get goals before someone else or worrying about, oh, man, I have too many tourists that I've built up. I think there are definitely a few things which... Honestly, most people wouldn't find difficult but she there's something I, I just feel she wouldn't grasp because I know you were having a hard time with that wait how many turns can I make and it's just like what well, mm. it's it because when you say straight and turn you think oh well then I'm going through an intersection but that's not what it, it just means making a straight line and making a turn and I can definitely see her getting a little bit bogged up of okay wait a minute I'm I can make a turn here but can I make a left and like you can make a turn whatever it is as long as there's a turn and not you're you're not continuing straight so I can definitely see you're getting a little bit caught in the muck. And I can definitely see her kind of going, Well, wait, I don't understand the whole traffic thing. Like, when are we going to keep track of that? Is it going through? Is it just going over? Like, I can definitely see her getting a little bit bungled by that and possibly going, oh man, I made a, a route and now I'm kind of locked myself because I can't go over my own route and she might get a, l- a little irritated. So there are definitely things that I can see her getting hung up on. I don't see most people getting hung, on, hung up on them. So don't, I wouldn't go, oh, well, I mean, there's a lot of things. That, no, there isn't. It's just for certain people, it's just like, that's not what they're trying to keep track of. And so if... If you're the type of person that's really, really casual, you might have a few hiccups, but eventually you're going to get the game. Uh, And if she played it more, she would definitely get it, but I don't think she'd want to put in that effort to kind of get over those few tiny hiccups. So I can definitely see her enjoying it, uh, but I don't see her coming back to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Maybe. Oh, a lot of caveats to this one. <clears throat> All right, well, there you go. That is Sashi and Sashi's Let's Make a Bus Route. So, this is a pretty great one. Um, you. The, oh, yeah, we mentioned uh, where well, we didn't mention yet, or did you mention, and I missed it, I that they have mention. a dice version of this game somewhere. <laughs> yes. Um, Sashi and Sashi games are kind of, they can be hit and miss to find. The, they, you know, obviously they're Japanese games and they're not, they're a small ish publisher, but they're actually gaining some popularity or some notoriety. Around their games. And so some of them you can. Let's Make a Bus Road, I think, is the one that's probably well, in front of elevators, too. But Let's Make a Bus Road is probably the one that you would be easier to get. Uh, I think it's probably their,
1: one of their more popular ones. Yeah. Um,
0: of all the ones I've heard of,
1: it's probably that one and the um, the one you mentioned that we haven't done. the Oh, the trip um, one.
0: remember our trip. You remember our trap
1: those two are probably their biggest ones that i that, that I tend to hear the most about yeah, uh, yeah it
0: they and they are actually it should be getting easier to get too because they are coming out with two English language or English language and city versions um, let's make a bus route you can get even though it's um, the Japanese version you can get it in English but let's make a bus route new York and let's make a bus route London. I believe I have come out or are coming out very very soon so. You know, look for those in uh, your game stores if you, you know, if you are interested in this game. Otherwise, they will probably be available online as well, uh, because, like you said, this is one of their more popular, broadly available ones. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know really anything about those except I'm assuming it's the same game with maybe a little bit of different layout in the map. But it's definitely uh, good news and if you're looking to check this one out because um, some of these smaller, especially the Japanese designers, they're such cool games and it's just like really hard to find them and actually bring them down yeah. to the table. I, didn't,
1: I did look into the dice game version just to kind of see mm. what differences there are. It's very similar to this game. Uh, other than you know, you're you're rolling dice. There are six dice. You roll them. Uh, it kind of breaks up the round cycle a bit. Uh, instead of everyone drawing a route on every of the twelve turns, uh, a turn consists of one person rolling and then picking up things based on the dice they rolled. So they'll they're gonna pick three of the dice of the six, and those dice determine what things they pick up, mm. and then. Everyone out the other person, because it's a two-player game, strictly, uh, the other person is going to draw a route based on... Um, one of the dice that they didn't use. So each of the faces has a, a color to it, so it possibly go, oh, well, I'll take this green one, which will allow me to do a green root, uh, and each one is basically the same. So it's like, oh, I'm going to draw a straight line and then a turn and then a straight line type of a thing. And so it's, it's going back and forth between I'm, I'm picking up stuff and you're drawing, and then on the next one, you're going to roll the dice and you're going to pick up stuff and then I'm going to draw things on the map and so and you're you're limited to how many times you can take each color so it's not like you could just take green every time and just do um, do the same thing you can only take it so many times before it's like well you're done taking green now Uh, and so it kind of changes the feel there are a few other things that are there to score it still has tourists and workers and students and universities and uh, things like that but there's also uh, different locations where if you get the location uh then you can circle it and then as soon as you go through the location you can kind of fill it in or it could be vice versa but there are certain different things where you build up there are a few extra things there and there are a few things i can't quite remember but it does change the formula a bit uh which you know i find a little bit interesting but i think when I when I looked at it between the two, I think I'd rather play this one just because it's it fits more people. I don't know if I'd really want to strictly have a two player experience. I think I'd want to have something where you can play up to five people and make them kind of interesting and kind of let everyone share in the oddity that is uh, let's make a bus route. So yeah, I, if you're if you're between the two, I would go with the larger version. It still plays quite well with two. Uh, So I don't think there's anything where although if you are thinking space wise, I think that the roll and write version just takes up a little less space. Uh, So if you're if you're concerned about space, then and you only play two players, then I'd go with the the roll and write version. But
0: if that is not a concern at all, I would go with the the full fledged version. There you go. All right, yep, yeah, and I would uh, I definitely, just hearing you describe it, it, seemed like the full-fledged sounds a little bit more engaging to me as well. So, well, there you go, guys. That is Let's Make a Bus Route and a couple options to play and new options coming out, so definitely one worth checking out and uh, keeping our eyes open for the uh, New York, and well, I'm assuming the London one is going to be in Europe and New York is going to be in the, in the Americas. So check that out. Uh, let's see, how do we want to end this one? Uh, we could do, I was thinking we should do a rhyme, but my question is, are we going to do a rhyme based on uh, route being pronounced the American way, route, or the everywhere else way, root? <laughs> root.
1: <laughs> Ooh, uh, I'm, I want to say route. Oh, okay, I, tougher I, one. I, I like that better.
0: Okay. All right. Projections. How high, how many rhymes do you think we can get with route? And keep in mind, everyone, we are terrible at rhyming for any extended period of time. I'm going to go eight. I think, Ooh, I th- I I think it's going
1: to start strong and then it's going to
0: taper off pretty quick. Uh, okay. I'm going to go. Uh, I was going to prices right you by going seven, but I have confidence <laughs> in us and I'm going to go nine. <laughs> I prices right you. Yes. <laughs> <I> retroactively <laughs> prices right you. Uh, okay. Let's see. You want to start it off? Sure. Uh, about. Okay. Snout. Uh, Out. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, clout. Oh, we're gonna get this. Ooh. Uh. Shout.
1: <laughs> uh. Flout. <laughs> uh.
0: Grout. <laughs> uh. Let's see. Uh. It's about. Uh, Lout. Did I say lout already? No, I don't think I did. No, you did not. Ooh, what is that? That's eight, right? That is currently eight. Oh, come on, one more. Don't <laughs> fail just because I I said
1: nine. <laughs> I could easily do. I won't <laughs> doubt. I doubt we I go. would do
0: something like that. <laughs> uh, okay, boo. Um, <laughs> kraut. Cr- kraut? Is kraut yeah. a word? Yeah, it's a World War Two slang for German <laughs> soldiers. <laughs> you could easily be making that up. Yeah, no, I, I think that's a, sl- a short for sauerkraut, too. Pass me the kraut, they'd say. <laughs> hey, pass the kraut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you eat a lot of sauerkraut, you get you just <laughs> you slang it up. Everyone knows what they're talking about. Uh, I... I honestly this whole time
1: I've been thinking I can I I I don't know most of them are words where I'm like that's probably not a word type of a thing so <laughs> I am I am out uh, a word that we've already used so we I think we got to we got to 10 I, I got think. to 10
0: yeah yeah hey there we go not too bad at rhyming out route
1: and after this I'm going to check whether or not most of those were words <laughs> <laughs>
0: right Oh, did we say stout? I don't think we did. We didn't say stout. Oh, that would have been the one an obvious one. Um, well, we have we got 10 and then a postscript 11. <laughs> but uh, that wasn't bad. I feel like that was a bad Rob. sequence. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for listening to this week. Uh, you can get a hold of us in a couple different ways, of course, at Twitter and Instagram. Uh, go to Chits and Chat. You can also get a hold of us on our podcast hosting page, eavesdrop.com. You can scroll down to the Chits and Chat page and fill out our comment form. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, thanks for listening. Until next time, we will catch you on the next episode. Bye.